Looking for exciting video content live and on demand? Visit www.voiceamerica.tv for exclusive content you just can't find anywhere else. That's voiceamerica.tv. Tune in now. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Loving That Sports Talk with your host, James Loving. If you're looking for a fast-paced show that covers football and so much more, this is the place to be. Now, here's your host, formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles, James Loving. This is James Loving, the host of Loving That Sports Talk. Uh, another week, great show. I didn't hear the introduction. Well, we got Terry Jackson, co-host. He's back, Terry, from your vacation, huh? I'm back. How was it, T? It was great. Well, hold on, before we get you back, we got Galen still here. Galen, you're on the line? I'm here, man. Galen, we got Terry back. He took a little trip to Jamaica, hung out, and we were still at the work. Isn't that crazy? Man, good for him. Good for him. <laughs> oh, I needed a break, love. I needed a break. How was your trip, Terry? My trip was great. Jamaica's a wonderful place to be. Everybody's happy. Um, the sun is bright, the water is clear, it was beautiful. You met a friend down there, an uh, Eagles fan, when you were down there. I did, down. you know, I the trip was going good, you know, until that came up. I bet you don't want to tell about that, will you? Yeah, it, it was going real good until that came up, you know, and he started getting loud for a minute, and I kind of had to shut him down, um, but he's a great guy. Joe, uh, <laughs> he, he'll probably be calling in, and you might not be able to get him off, love. <laughs> well, I want to get an Eagles fan off. You know that, right? Well, that's what I said. He'd be more than welcome to. Well, Terry, we welcome you back. Glad to have you back. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, you back. But like you said, like you say, we like still get shout out to David that was on our show. You know, keep doing what they're doing, and uh, keep working out, right, David? That's right. And like I said, you know, I like these emails that we get for the show, and it's another song for for. For Nick from Hazelcrest, Illinois, she sent in an uh, email saying, Hi, James, you are such a motivation to young kids who are attempting to make it in the sports industry. What type of advice or additional training would you suggest for my nephew who tried out for basketball last year and didn't make it? The team didn't make the team and tried out for baseball this year and didn't make the team. This can be very discouraging for adults, let alone a kid. He has to be. He has been on cross country for the last two years as a sophomore in high school. Well, my advice that I would give, I would go and ask the coaches from the basketball and baseball team, what can I work on better to improve, you know, myself in different areas. That's the first step of taking. Second step is, you know, you never give up. You know, tell them don't give up because a lot of people have been cut from different teams. Third thing, I'm just saying, you know, just keep working harder. You know, you know, keep trying different sports too. 
You say he's on cross country. That's a good start for, you know, getting himself back into shape, not only shape, but his confidence level back up. What do you guys suggest? Well, I, I think that, that you're absolutely right. And, and I think um, hustle and, and, and effort make up for a lot. And, you know, if you're out there and you're working harder than anybody else and you're, you're, you're trying to improve, um, uh, you're, you're not you're going to be successful. So I just say keep working hard. Um, and like you said, James, find out uh, what it is that you need to work on and improve on and, and do that. But don't ever give up. Yeah, I disagree with Terry. I couldn't hear the whole question, James, just because you kept breaking up. And so okay. I don't know what that yep. is. But, uh, yeah, I agree with uh, Terry that, you know, you got to keep working hard. And, you know, it's just as important to work hard practicing and getting in condition and lifting and doing all those things and, you know, doing it off the court when it's not only practice uh, where the coach has you come in and you're with other players and stuff, but doing it by yourself, going to the gym shooting or going through uh, the batting cages or whatever it is you want to do, going and putting that extra time in to make yourself better, playing pickup games and playing against players that are better than you so you can get better, things of that nature so that you can be successful the next time around. So, you know, there's lots of, you can't just go out there and think you're going to be good if you haven't played and, and put the time and effort in uh, practicing, and you just can't go out there and be successful if you haven't done that. You know, we're getting a lot of these guys that, you know, um, kids are being cut and all like that, and um, fortunately, like, like you say, Galen, you never went through it. I went through it, and um, I think you said, Terry, you didn't go through it, but you know, that, that confidence level, like the listener said, you know, as a kid, that's tough, you know. You know, as an adult, it's really tough. It's almost like, you know, you're getting fired for a job that you thought you should have had. But, you know, as a kid, that's really tough. And to bring your spirits back up or your um, self-confidence level takes a lot. So I think, you know, they have to have positive people around them, you know, to tell them, you know, you have positive coaches. If you get the coaches just saying you're not good to play the game, that's not good for you. Right, level. And, and you know some love, you, you say that I didn't go through it, and you're right, I didn't. But I went through something a little different. I, I looked at it a little bit different. I was afraid to put forth that effort and not make it, you know. So that's what pushed me to work so hard. And, of course, I had a brother who was uh, just as competitive as I was and, and better at a lot of things than I was. So I had to work that much harder. So I did do all that work, but it was only because I was afraid not to make it, you know. And, and and I never did experience uh, not making it. You're right. But I, I'll tell you what, you have to put in that work in order for that to happen. Gaylor, you have something on that? Or? Yeah, yeah, you have to put in, you know, the, the effort and, you know, having that fear. That fear is motivating for Terry. So he puts in the effort and, and takes extra time. Like you said, his brother probably made him better since he was a little bit better. He tried. He competed against his brother and maybe failed several times before he was successful and, and winning. And you know, with sports, you got to have some failure in order to understand what it is to succeed. You know, yeah, failure is not a bad thing in our lives. So you know, these kids getting cut, it doesn't mean that they're not you know uh, any good or that uh, uh, you know that uh, they don't need to try out again. It just means that you know they need to get better. And so if if you have the attitude that you're not going to quit and you're going to continue to work hard at it, then ultimately you're going to be successful. And I think you guys, Terry had a good point. You too, Galen. Um, one, Terry said, you know, he had a brother that was good. You know, and I knew your brother, um, Terry, and he was great in basketball. And when you have that, you, 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 you're trying to make yourself not be a failure, you know, because you know he's good. 
Yeah. So that is a stepping stone for somebody to build. And then what um, Galen said was, you have to fail to succeed, you know, because, you know, that that's it, good because if you get knocked down, you know, you know you got to get back up and you come back up stronger once you, you know, so you won't get knocked down again. So those are two great points. Mm-hmm. Yeah, failure is not necessarily a bad thing. You can make it into a bad thing, yeah. you know. Uh, the, the most successful people there ever was in, in sports and athletics were always told or were either cut or told they couldn't do it. Yeah. And those are the people that seem to rise above uh, the rest and, 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 and are very successful. But yeah. I think, again, it's because of that hard work they put in. Yes. And then, and like you say, like, um, you got to go to practice. Practice is the key. People don't understand that. You know, the kids think, you know, because you had a talent, you know, there's always somebody better than you. You know, they become better you because they practice every day. They go out. You know, they're not sitting there like we talk about, you know, kids got these video games, and that's more important to them than going outside and playing that game than sitting in front of TV playing the game. Yep. You know, society just changed where they got so many games that, you know, we used to go out and we used to make a basketball court yeah. and play, you know, with the rim. Now the kids, you know, it's hard to get them out the house. Yeah. Right? Yep. Hello? Hello, yep. I'm here. You still there, Terry? Yeah, yeah. I'm here. Okay, yeah. Was that fair to say, guys? Absolutely right. Love, we used to tape uh, a five-gallon bucket up against the garage because we couldn't afford a, a rim or a, or a backboard, you know? And we'd tape it up there and nail it up there, and, and we'd shoot a ball that was a little bit smaller than, uh, you know, a normal basketball, but one that could fit through the five-gallon bucket, and we would play basketball. Uh, we'd get sidewalk talk, make a, uh, you know, make a, a key, and and me and my brother would be out there playing, and then we go to a regular gym, and people will wonder, well, how, how how can you guys shoot so good? How do you guys shoot so good? Well, <laughs> that's why, you know. I mean, you 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 make things um, to the best of your ability when you, when you can't afford or, or you can't um, you know afford a backboard or a rim, you still don't let that stop you from from playing your game. Yeah, you just you just gotta improvise sometime. I remember our weight room was just the most ridiculous thing ever. But I had some of the best workouts when I was in high school in that gym because we made do with what we had and and we just worked hard. And you know, when I was got to college, it was you know, of course we had a lot better weight room and and weightlifting program than I had in high school. But again, the work ethic started when you didn't even have anything. So yep. You think that's the problem, though, guys? I mean, like we all talking about back in the days, we made things and we we worked hard and we didn't have what they have today. You know, like today they got something like electronics and different. You know, the shoes that we don't have two hundred dollars shoes and all like that. You think that's the problem with it today? Well, I think it has a lot to do with things. I think that you know our kids and and you know, love. We've talked about this before, and I think you grow. As you're growing up and you're raising your kids, you want your kids to have better than what you had. So you try to provide them with those kinds of things. And and sometimes that can get you into trouble, and you can provide them too much, um, just like you can get your kids out of trouble too much. Um, you know, when is enough enough? When are you going to, you know, say, okay, you need to learn, you need to earn this, or you need to earn that for your kids instead of always giving them? Um, but, yeah, I think that's 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 part of it. I, I absolutely agree with that. And then also, you know, people, you know, you never heard the term, you know, 
no pain, no gain, no gain, no fame. Well, the kids don't want to go through the hard work and the mm-hmm. pain that it takes to get to that next level. You know, I just witnessed it with my sons. I mean, they didn't want to put in the effort um, to, to to be successful in, you know, in their particular sports uh, because it costs you a lot. It costs you your time. You know, it costs you... Uh, physically, it costs you. Uh, you know, mentally, it costs you. I mean, you you have to pay for those things. If, and if you really, really want to do them, then you'll you know you'll pay for them. But a lot of kids just don't want to put forth that effort in our society now. And maybe it is because of the silver spoon uh, theory or whatever. But it's sort of it's sort of difficult to watch. Yes, it is. <laughs> it, 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 but you, you guys still. I mean, I, what I want you guys to say was. You know, you do you think these video games hurting our kids today? Well, it's not only the video games, love. I think it's it's the video games. It's it's the phones. It's it's all the stuff. It's all the stuff that 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 we give them um, to make life easier for them or to 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 occupy their mind um, with that kind of stuff instead of going out and and again taking some sidewalk chalk and making a key and, and taping up a a five gallon bucket because you know they've got a a rim or a goal. So it, it's easy. It's twice as easy. They don't even have to put forth the effort in order to go play a game of basketball like we would have had to. You know, it, it, it's everything. And, and I think, like you said, Terry, you said the game, the phone, and all like that, but, you know, that's what the society is changing to, all these electronics and all like that, but um, it's not like we're saying, okay, let's go out there and get a football and run around and do that. You know, you got all these, like, leave they get to go to spend two hundred dollars and get to sit up and listen to somebody or you know what I mean? It, it, back then we didn't have that. You know, you get to go to a camp, pay two hundred dollars, you're there for a week and all you know, you, you didn't get that back then. I know. I know I didn't. I didn't either. Maybe Galen did. Did you get that Galen? <laughs> <laughs> Boy, you crazy. <laughs> That's why you being quiet, Terry, you know, you're like, wait, wait a minute. I just listened <laughs> I mean, now, I, you know, I I worked hard, we worked hard and we couldn't afford it do those types of things when I was a kid, you know. So we just made do with me and my friends. We'd, we'd play basketball with the, whatever we could find, and we'd use a pipe sometime, you know. Oh. Uh, and we just tried to dunk it on each other with a pipe and stuff, <laughs> or the pipe. Yeah. And, and then we, just, we were creative, I guess, you know. We did anything we could do to compete, and we made up any game we, you know, whatever we did just to keep compete against each other. Yes, that is true. You're right, Gabriel. But, you know, like you say, these kids, they sit around, but the parents, you know, the parents, both of them work, they're not at home to get the kids out, you know, and they don't, not, you know, they're not um, watching them, you know, and, hey, kid at home, sitting around putting the game in the parents, you know, hey, long as you ain't out of trouble, you know, in trouble, hey, go ahead, sit at home and watch the game. I know, right? that seems to be the big thing now, as long as they're not doing anything harmful, you know, um, and, and, and we as parents, we sit back and we're thinking that that's okay. And, and our kids are suffering physically behind it because they're not as active as, as we were when we were growing up. But you know what? We say that, Terry and Gayla, that could take me in my next question after break is, you know, the parents are letting these coaches and all like that parent our kids nowadays, you know, and they're not really watching. But that's what they want to keep their kids out of trouble. Hey, blah, blah, blah. But when we come back from break, we're going to talk about these coaches. And then, you know, I think some of the parents are getting a little crazy, too. But this is James Loving, host of Loving at Sports Talk. Coach Terry Jackson back from Jamaica. It must be nice, Terry. 
<laughs> and we got our Galen. We ain't going to get Galen off the line without talking about his buddy, Peyton Manning, before the show over with. I just love it, Terry, when um, Peyton Barrett, when Tebow Barrett get out of there. <laughs> but we'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Play ball! If you're looking to talk baseball, even in the offseason, look no further than the King's Corner Talking Baseball with former World Series champion Jim Lairitz. Jim's known for a rather controversial stance during his show. He's brutally honest and ready to talk with current and former players, owners, and other key figures to bring you baseball from an insider's view. You won't want to miss a single episode. The King's Corner Talking Baseball with Jim Lairitz is heard every Friday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Do you feel the need for speed? Whatever your addiction, NASCAR, IndyCar, NHRA, Formula One, or even lawnmower racing, Pit Pass USA has got you covered. Larry Henry here, host of Pit Pass USA. I put my 30-plus years of being a motorsports broadcaster to work to bring you not only the best guests, but also the most interesting guests in racing. Pit Pass USA with Larry Henry. Your front row seat to the world of racing. Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Channel. Be there or get a DNF. Tune in to a show about making a comeback and what really goes on behind the scenes with your favorite athletes and beyond. Listen for The Comeback Radio Show with Tony Farmer. A lot of people believe what they read on the Internet, hear and see in the media, and on the news. We're going to give our guests the chance to tell the real story without the extra hype. It's not just sports, although that will be a focal point of the program. We'll also look at the world of celebrities, music, modeling, and more. Listen every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Sports. Your Internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Loving, the host of Loving That Sports Talk, and we got a... Very wrong, Terry Jackson, back from um, Jamaica. You know we got to mess with you about that, Terry. That's okay. Um, I just got an email from Jay Hannum. He said uh, to tell you that he's in a meeting, he can't call in, but he got mad love for you. <laughs> oh, that's what I like to hear. And then we got Galen Tebow. You know, I just love it when I hear stuff on sports and about Tebow. <laughs> I think of you, Galen. You know that? Uh, well, that's all right, man, you know. But the funny thing about it was last night I came out the box. <laughs> you did? <laughs> Well, guys, that last time we was talking before we went to break, and I keep telling these coaches, these parents, you know, send our kids to the coaches, want them to parent them because they're not around. They want them to watch them. You know, I think coaches can't be around the kids 24-7. That's what happens with these players in the NFL. You know, they think these coaches are responsible when these players get in trouble. But, you know, this article came up on the Internet, and I was like, kind of like laugh, but then it's kind of sad. 
This happened in Springfield, Illinois. Tournament game. Basketball now, sixth grade. <laughs> Losing coach by ear off winning coach. The victim <laughs> was the winning coach of the winning team from alleged assistant coach on the losing team. You know, I guess, the, you know, the losing coach on the, the assistant coach, he's not even the head coach, after the game of a sixth-grade basketball team ran over and bit the guy ear off. I mean, what has sports came to? I've seen different times with parents at the end of games fighting. Another parent ran on the field when um, this kid knocked his, hit his kid when it was a cheap shot and knocked the kid over. What has the sports world gone to now, guys? <laughs> I'm going to laugh, and this is another Mike Tyson in basketball. Yeah. I read I read that the other day, and uh, I, I couldn't help but laugh because I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, regardless of, of the sport, it's sixth grade, and this is what we're teaching our kids as parents or, or coaches, that this is what we teach our kids when, when we lose. Um, it, it, it's just sad. I think it's, it's sad, but, you know, it doesn't go on – you know that often, but when it does, I mean, it, it just it just really stands out. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's just our society; it's a microcosm of what goes on, and it, and then it spills into sports, and then it spills into your little league games. I always thought that some parents just go so overboard uh, during these little league games that they make it so like it's professional. These kids are getting paid and. You know, there's, it's sort of nerve-wracking, you know. Even when my sons were competing in, in Little League sports, I just, like, wow. None of these kids really, even the best ones, for them to make it in, on into the professional level is less than 1%. So, I mean, but they used to have these ideas that these kids, because they're good at their particular level, that these kids are going to go on and play professional, and they just get too hung up in it. And it, it's sort of nerve-wracking to me. Well, but don't you think it's just like, I mean, we looking at it so, guys, that, I mean, sports have changed. I mean, they're looking at, like, kids, like, when they're three-year-old now, and they're training them to be athletes now. I mean, it's not looking at the, I mean, it's just like that's what the world is now, right? Well, well I, mean, I, I think if they're doing that, they got problems. Yeah. Um, they do. I mean, I, it reminds me of that commercial where they're saying um, uh, that girl, and that guy, that husband and wife, were standing out there, and they're teaching. Their, they said they taught their son how to dunk, so that because uh, they couldn't afford college, so they, yeah. they taught their yeah. five or three year old son how to how to slam the basketball. I mean, come on, really? Well, I, mean, I remember when we were younger, you know, Todd Marinovich, and I don't know if you saw that ESPN special they had on him recently, but the Todd Marinovich project where his dad just groomed him to be an NFL quarterback and. You know, did some extreme things to to you know, I guess give him that extra boost to be successful. He ended up making it, but you know, his whole life was like just in disarray. You know. Well, and, and what you saying, we still get them part. We talk about parents, but you got to look at coaching too. The thing about coaching now that you have to win, plain and simple. It ain't back in the days where you're grooming people to the fundamental of the sport. You have to win. If you don't win, you out. So these coaches are taking a extreme measure that, you know, like a Bobby Knight slapping, you know, players around when they, you know, putting their hands on them or these other coaches grabbing kids and throwing them around when they're making mistakes. You have to win, and, and that's what it is. It's all about winning now in the world, isn't it? Oh, yeah. It, it doesn't become fun anymore. I mean, when, when you have to play a sport, um, 
because there's money involved, mm-hmm. it's it's not fun anymore. It's, it becomes a job. Uh, when we grew up, we would have given anything. I know I would have given anything to be able to play professionally, okay? Because that's what I loved to do. And I would think of it as I would be doing a job that I loved and it was fun. But it's not that way. Once you get out of college and you cross that line and you make it professionally, it becomes more than that. It's a job. It's It's not a sport anymore. And that's that's where the line is crossed. Absolutely, Sorry. it's a business. Hundred, uh, it, Terry, hundred eighty million dollars. You don't have to be fun. <laughs> well, <laughs> true. Yeah, I mean, if, if I'm going to make hundred eighty million dollars, I love coming to work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, but the pressure on you when you've made that money is astronomical. People are coming from you, and the demands put on you from not only your organization but from the fans, the media. Uh, all everything pulling at you, you pretty much sold your soul uh, for that money, and so now it's most definitely a business. Everything you do will be scrutinized, and everything you don't do will be scrutinized, and it's just it's a trade-off. You 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 basically give up your life for the hundred eighty million dollars, uh, and uh, you know that's that's what's happening, and it's too much pressure for anybody to handle. You know, I mean, you see what happened to uh, to Chris Johnson last year uh, when he when he um, held out and he finally came back, and they gave him what he wanted. And every, every it seems like everyone that gets a big contract ends up doing really bad that next year. Um, can you imagine what it's going to be like this year? They just made Megatron. Detroit just made Megatron the highest paid player ever. Oh, man. $60 million. Yeah. Well, yeah. 137 overall over, I think, five or six years. Yeah, I saw that contract. I was like, wow. talking about a player, Terry, that deserve it. You know what Okay. Saying? He yeah. deserves it. Let's say he deserves it. Yeah. But now he gets his contract. What happens when he doesn't stand up to what? They're wanting him to stand up to. Yeah, but Terry, that's like the same thing as saying the person that um, you bring out a rookie first round, he gets fifty six dollars million, haven't proved himself. But you got a guy that's ten years that's been in the league that have proved himself that don't get that. I know. Look, me and you argue over this all the time. We argue over this money and who deserves it. But here's the deal: I'm a public servant. <laughs> that's more money than I will ever see in God knows how long. Okay. How much money do these guys need to play sports? To well, live comfortably and play a sport that's supposed to be fun. Well, I tell you, here, my take on this is that it's it's the you know it's the it's it's the business it's the business aspect of the game. I mean, yeah. these players get a certain percentage of the take that the NFL brings in. Okay, mm-hmm. and the teams get their their percentage from whatever revenues and streams of money they're coming in, and then the players get from that their percentage, and those teams pay the fair market value for those particular players. So, I mean, the money's going to keep going up and up and up. Um, mm-hmm. But that player, obviously, if he's the realm of that receiver, uh, then uh, then he's going to get paid his percentage because he's been that good. But the money's going to keep on going up. Unfortunately, for the most lay people, uh, their pool of money based on the job that they're, do, they're, that they're doing is not nearly 
as great as the ones that are in the NFL or who these people who are highly specialized athletes. So, you know, I have a problem with the money because that's their take, that's their share, uh, and, uh, you know, they do that by performing well on the field. I have a problem with the rookies getting that amount of money, which they've curved a little bit with the new uh, bargaining agreement. So, yeah, yeah so it's, it's going towards the uh, the players. And I agree with that. And Terry, I have to say, it's sad to say what I'm about to say, but you look at it and look what you're doing. Uh-huh. They don't respect what you're doing and teachers. They look up and say an athlete should be a role model, and I don't agree with that. Right. Well, you can't have a policeman or a teacher a role model, but the world say an athlete should be a role model. Why shouldn't the teachers and police get paid more for what they're doing? To, you know what I'm saying? But you're going to pay somebody to run out on the field, so that's the way it is. Yeah, it's not. It's not right. Why the teachers don't get more money to teach the kids to learn how when they make that money, or not to go out there and get fight? Why you got the police protecting them, or out there when they call them some stupid stuff like, "Hey, you know, get yeah. more money than these athletes." But like Galen was saying, you get a percentage, and all American watches sports. That's what their life is. Yeah, I don't know how you can sit there and tell me a role model is your athlete. Role model one providing for you, your parents. You know, right? And the roof over your head. Those will be your role model. <laughs> The people out there teaching you the world of education and life. You're right, yeah. Terry. Yeah. Well, yes, yeah, certainly. I mean, they're role models. I mean, athletes are role models, and certainly the parents should be the first role model uh, of a child. You know, unfortunately, the ball is dropped in all the places <laughs> for parents, some of the parents, of course, and, and, and for athletes. I mean, but they are role models. People look up to them. That's part of what these teams pay these athletes to be as a role model because when they, they do this extensive investigation on these players who they draft, and if they don't meet the criteria, then they don't want to give them that big money because they know somewhere down the road, hence Brandon Marshall, the wide receiver who just got traded, you know, somebody like him, I mean, you get somebody like that in the pool and he makes the whole league. It's good. That's why I like this new commissioner because he doesn't play. If you're going to make the NFL look bad, it's going to cost you money. Mm-hmm. Yep. I like him. Yep. Yeah, but, you know, are you paying them, Galen, to be a role model or are you paying them to be a football player? Nowadays, James, nowadays, you're paying them to be the face of your organization and you want the face of your organization to be marketable marketable and if your face is, and if your face and organization is going out there and acting crazy and doing crazy things then you definitely don't want to pay somebody like that you want somebody who's going to be like a Peyton Manning you know uh or or even uh, Megatron or somebody like that you don't hear his name negatively um and you want someone who's going to represent your organization good so that's what you pay you pay on to perform on the field as well but all the extra money you're giving them you're going to want more than just their ability to play football you want them to be able to uh speak in front of the media uh you want them to be able to represent your organization in the right light you're right, Gil. You know, we got to take another break. When we come out, we'll hit on that a little bit more, and then we go to our other things we got on the list. So this is James Lerman, host of Lerman Sports Talk. We got Terry back from Jamaica. And then we got Galen. We're not going to let you go without talking about that Tebow game. <laughs> you ain't getting away. All righty. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. 
have we got a high-energy, all-access sports show for you. It's Outside the Huddle, starring Lemont Williams. Each week, join Lemont as he takes callers, discusses the week's top stories in the world of sports, and sits down with active and former players to discuss their transition from sports to business. Outside the Huddle is a great resource for players making career transitions both on and off the field. Tune in Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 Central, and 5 Pacific for Outside the Huddle on the Voice America Sports Channel. Kevin Lewis has been a student of the game his entire life, from Little League to the NFL. Tune in Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, right here on Voice America Sports. Hustling with K. Lewis. It's not where you start, it's how you finish. The job of a professional athlete is never complete. In Life After the Game, host Lamar Campbell will take an inside look at how athletes are making the transition from the professional athletics world to the professional business world. He'll understand the goals, motivations, and personalities that drive these players off the field and in their post-professional career. Tune in to Life After the Game with Lamar Campbell every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Loving back host of Loving That Sports Talk. And like I said, you know, um, the last um, topic we were doing, I kind of like that way, you know, getting in and you trying to find out who really the role models and who should be the role model guy. So I kind of like that, you know, and what you guys said about that one. You know, I don't know something we agreed on we didn't, but I still think athletes shouldn't be the biggest role model that they say they are. You guys agree with that? Oh, I agree. Galen, we lost Galen on that one, huh? Well, you know, no, he didn't lose me. I'm just, I'm just thinking. Go ahead, Galen. We want to hear it. Speak your mind. Let's get it going. Well, you know, like I said before the break, man, I mean, these guys make a lot of money, and they're getting paid more than just to perform on the field. They're getting paid to also to represent, you know, organizations in a way that's exemplary, you know, to the organization. So, you know, I mean, but, I mean, I don't expect – you know, athletes to raise my kids. You know, there's, some, you know, as as a parent, I want to raise my own child, and so I mean, there's only so much you can put on an athlete, uh, and but the, the the ultimate role model should be the parents in the home, and and that's that's kind of what I think. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm leaning on that side because I'm not going to put my um, kids' role model situation in the hands of someone else or somebody that I don't have. You know, something that I don't have control over. I can't control what Kobe Bryant does or what Michael Jordan does or Charles Barkley does. So I'm not going to say, you know, I, you know, that they should be role models. And with the media frenzy we have today, I mean, as, as great of a person as Dwight Howard is, if he was to get into any trouble, I mean, it's going to be everywhere. And then his name's going to be put in the dirt. And it's, 
you know, you can't depend on those kinds of things. Well, I mean, if you go like that, Terry, you know, we want to bring up this, Brandon Marshall, you know, last year's wife stabbed him, you know. Um, 2007, he's involved in a fight in a club that led to that Bronco gator, um, Darren Williams, get shot in a drive-by. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. these are the type of guys that you're saying that you want your kid, you know. But, you know, you look at him and he's getting paid on the field and he's doing all right, but then when he get off the field, what's going on, you know? Well, you don't want anybody like that representing your organization. I just saw on ESPN this morning, Brandon Marshall, get his name is linked to you know, assaulting a woman in a nightclub in New York here recently. So, again, you don't want people on your team who can't represent you, uh, your organization, you know. That's why uh, uh, the the new commissioner, I forget his name, but uh, uh, the new commissioner doesn't, you know, your name gets thrown out there and you're doing something off the field that you're not supposed to be doing, then you're going to pay by missing games and being fined. And that's the way that they should handle it. Now, as far here's the thing about, Role models, okay? Kids in their minds make role models, okay? Not parents, you know? So you can be the best parent in the world, but you may not be your kid's role model because you're not famous, you're not out there in the news, and they don't watch you on TV. So the kids are going to make... Now, when they get older, they're going to say, well, you know what? My biggest role model probably was my parents because they invested time in me and so forth and so on. But when you're a kid... You see all the superstars and all those people out there, and your parent, you may love them to death, but they may not necessarily be your role model. Mm-hmm. Well, see, see Gabriel, I still think I'm wrong with what you're saying because just because your parents not playing the, play the sport or a big superstar in Hollywood, that still don't make them not a role model or somebody that you can look up to. Just because your, you know, your dad working at a garbage truck and your mom, you know, wait tables, you know. They still make sure you have a roof on your head and get that time to go get that education, right? But look, you see that you see that right now because you're 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 mature. But that and I I agree with what Galen's saying. He's and I think he's absolutely right. Our kids are going to make up their own role model within within their own mind. But Mm -hmm. as they mature and they get older, they're going to look back and be like, well, you know what? My mom and dad went to work every day, even when they were sick. I remember them dragging themselves out to go to work. They are my true role models. But at the time, it might be Kobe Bryant. It might be um, you know, Dwayne Wade. Who, who knows who it could be? Is, is that them looking at a role model or somebody they want to be? Either or. Right? Yeah, either, either or. or. And basically one and the same. I mean, they, they want to aspire to be like them. They like them. You know, they, they hold them in high esteem. Because they are out there, but when they get older, they might say, "Well, you know, you know, uh, you know, Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, uh, you know, those guys, uh, you know, Peyton Man, they're all fallible people, just like my parents. You know, kids know they live in a home. They know their parents aren't perfect. They, they, but then when they look on TV, these people appear to have no problems and have a lot of money. So mm-hmm. they put those people in high esteem. And so, uh, you know, I mean." <clears throat> But that doesn't mean that the parent is a bad parent or anything like that. It's just the kids set it up because in their minds that these people, uh, that they hold them in high esteem, but as they grow older, uh, they change their mind. They mature. They mature. <laughs> that's right. So that's why there is some aspect of people who are in the limelight of caring themselves in a way that would be uh, in a positive light to these kids. Yeah, I agree with you guys. I agree with you guys on that. It, it's just sad, you know. 
Oh yeah. Sad, you know, people work every day in your life, and you're not looking at them. You're gonna be this other person, but like you say, you mature and figure out what your parents did for you. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, guys. This next one I looked up too. On I found on the internet. I think it's kind of funny. We hit it and missed it because I don't want Galen get out of here. <laughs> you know. But um, did you see Arena Football Pittsburgh owner Max Shana took his whole team out to Olive Garden? Before pregame, and told all of them to cut from the team. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of dinner is that? You know, <laughs> I mean, he cut all the players right before the pregame. <laughs> is that crazy or what? That's a come on, man. Yeah, that's, that's kind of silly. <laughs> wow. Well, why would he pay all the money to buy them a dinner? <laughs> well, they said probably the players stopped eating and immediately left their tables while the owner was still talking. You know, I would have ate my food. Like, you'll cut me, give me the steak now. <laughs> yeah, 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 me too. Yeah, I was doing a lot of stuff. <laughs> I almost like Craig on Friday getting fired on this day off, right? <laughs> yeah. Am I right? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I would have I ordered up some stuff. What you guys? Yeah, yeah. I would have ordered uh, big time. I'd have brought something <laughs> home to my girlfriend, too. <laughs> <laughs> and you talking about you want them to be your role model? Come on, man! <laughs> well, I, just, I thought that was kind of funny, you know. Just somebody take me out to dinner, and then next you know, like, hey, you're done here. Don't come back. Wait a minute! Wow! So, I would took me a doggy bag home too. Yeah, you know, a big dog. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, my mama haven't eaten either. Let me order number twelve. Hey, Bob, I got a, I got a question for you. What, what happened to the Lynn Sanity? Where, where has you know, Jeremy Lynn gone? You know what? You, you really want me to answer that? I got two words. Tell me, tell me, tell me, Galen. I got two words. Carmelo Anthony. Yes, I know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know Mike D'Antoni just walked out, right? I know. He quit. Oh, he just walked yeah. out? He quit. No way. Yes. Yeah, he did. But you know and, what? And rumor, rumor is that, that Carmelo question. said that that he's not uh, he's not the coach he wants to play under. Oh, That's the rumor. There's yeah. two things with that, Terry. Well, One is his thing did go further as Tebow because remember when Tebow had lost a couple of games? They was like, okay, man, now it's really you know. But Tebow ended up you know reviving stuff and coming back. Lynn, you know, it kept going, kept going. Then now they lost Aiden Rowe. It died down. They got more game. Now, if it was just like football, you don't have, you ain't had that many games. You know, Lynn would have been okay. Am I right? Yeah. No. And Lynn is a viable point guard. No, he's not. Yes, he is. He can't run that off. Watch now. He watch Lynn name die down with his new coach. Okay. Now check this out. Did you see the game on uh, the the Bulls and the Knicks on the other day? I, I watched a little bit of it. Well, I tell you like this. Every highlight they show, they show him on pick and roll, and then they show Lynn following him. But it's a pick and roll. You know, I mean, the the guy who has the, you know, who's, the guy who's picking has to guard the layup. Right. Okay, but they're saying that this is Lynn, okay? Another thing, Lynn, last game, he put up 28, had three steals, 
but he had only three turnovers. He is a viable point guard playing against a good, the, the best point guard, if if not the best point guard in the league, but Derrick Rose. Uh, and so you can't say that he's not he doesn't belong. He maybe doesn't belong in the top five to ten. I don't know, but he's a viable point guard in the league. I and, agree. And, now, and, and now, so it's not really insanity because Carmelo came back and right. they've been losing Carmelo Lee. Yeah, Galen, get this. I watched the game. I watched a little bit of the game, uh, the last half of it, last quarter. Uh-huh. Jeremy Lin was wide open yeah. twice, and yeah. he did not pass him the ball. He was wide open for three. They were down like nine points. Yeah. And Carmelo ended up taking a guarded shot. He forced the first one. Yeah. Then they had two or three more chances, didn't yeah. get it. And the next time they came down, Jeremy Lin was wide open, and Carmelo didn't pass him the ball. He's a black hole, man. He just yeah, goes yeah. into him. Who do you want shooting the shot, Carmelo or Lin? Jeremy Lin. I want the guy who's open to shoot the shot. Come on now, you think you time. That was the perfect play. I mean, I, I'll do it a hundred times Me because Haslam's made that shot a hundred times. Have the ball in the last and take the shot. Am I right? Man, no. it's just like, that's why I say all the stuff, all the pressure on LeBron James is sort of stupid to yeah. me because he makes the right play. That was the perfect play. It was a perfect pass. He, he was makes wide the open. Right play. And I would have LeBron do it a hundred times. Yeah, he makes the right play. Just like Michael Jordan in the champion, their first championship they won. Who did he do? He gave it to Paxton. It wasn't the difference. Paxton made the shot. He made the shot. Steve Kerr made the shot. And see, I mean, so... I mean that these this, these stupid critics and all this crazy madness is just stupid. LeBron James that makes that shot. League. You hear nothing about it. Yeah, everything's great. Yeah, it's stupid, man. But look, I saw so many times down the stretch in that game that you're talking about, Terry, where Carmelo took the ball and shot a three pointer. He's a forward. He's a power forward. Get under the basket. Make a play that way. But don't go out there shooting three pointers when you got a 33 percent chance of making it. Yep. You know he's fired I mean, the coach the next day. Oh man, that's stupid, man. You know, that's and, that's my, <laughs> and that's my point where these players get these coaches fired all because they, and that goes with what you're saying. So, well, these players do something stupid and they get these coaches fired. And it's like, okay, it's the coach's fault. It's not, it's these players. Yeah. Right? Well, I don't, I mean, if Anthony walked out and quit, then I, then I got a problem with him quitting on the team. If they fire him, they already get rid of him, Gaylor. Huh? They, they already get rid of him. You know why not quit and resign the show? Nah, let them you get know, rid of hey. you. Don't quit on your team. You 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 responsible to your team. And just because one player is acting a fool, when that one player was sitting down, what they do eight and two or something like that? Mm-hmm. And yeah, now but, but, look at him. But did you hear the report? They said his team had no confidence in the coach anymore. They said his team gave up on him. It wasn't so the team. I, it was I would I would resign too. No. It didn't have nothing to do with the team. The game I was watching. Yeah. They had to do with Carmelo with Anthony, and you know he's talking about he want to get traded. Yeah, well, that see, that's a rumor too, and yeah. he's trying to dispel that and say that that's totally not true. Yeah, but, well, he said he just don't want to play for Dan Tony, but how you know a player going to how's the player going to you know run the team? Right? How's he going to dictate? Yeah, how's he going to dictate to the team what's going on? You know, if I'm the owner, I said, well, this is the coach that we have. You need to play with this in the system, right? And, and make you, I mean, you're supposed to be the superstar. You should make everybody on your team better, like mm-hmm. LeBron does. Yep, and as good as Jeremy Lin was playing, you mean to tell me that they couldn't come back and, and fit right into that? He couldn't, he couldn't do it, man. He couldn't handle scoring 17 points a game. I know it. He couldn't handle it, so he has to get his 20-something, but the team lose. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, but you, you knew that was going to happen when he came back. I said, it's not going to work with them coming back with Jeremy Lin. Because yeah, Jeremy Lin was scoring, what, 17, 20 points a game, right? 
Mm-hmm. Oh, man, but remember when Jeremy Lin was doing that, both Stottlemyre and Anthony were out. And then Stottlemyre came back. They kept on winning. Yeah. So he knew how to work with a point guard player. like that because dealing with Steve Nash. But yeah. now you have uh, the Black Hole comes back, Carmelo out Anthony, and he can't, you know, he can't live without having the ball in his hand. Right. And he you know? can't live without being the superstar. He he's got to make without, the shot. Yeah. And that's going to change if they allow him to continue to do what he's doing. Just because they change coaches doesn't mean they're going to change the winning attitude around there because they have Carmelo Anthony. That's the big problem. Yeah. Well, they'll, they'll figure that out. Yep. Terry. Yeah. I'm not going to let Galen try to deter you and not talk about what we really can't <laughs> talk about. All right. Terry, Terry called me last night. We talked six hours about this. Right, Terry? <laughs> <laughs> Man, do not want to talk about this, but get, but Terry, Peyton Manning, this is all the talk. Everybody keep talking about he ain't ready to play, blah, blah, blah. It don't matter. If you get one year out of this, man, you did good for the right team. Because all about championship. Denver, Arizona, Miami, Tennessee, Titans are, are fighting for him. But the main one they say he'll go to is Denver. What does that do for Tebow? I mean, what does that do for Galen? We call him Tebow Galen. Well, you asking me? Yes. Yeah. If it, here's how I feel, if you could get if you could, if you could get a Peyton Manning, why not get him? I mean, you have a Tebow is a young quarterback. He can learn a lot from Peyton Manning, and so therefore, uh, you know, if you're gonna, I mean, you already promised Tebow that he was gonna come in as a starter. Now, what you're gonna do? You, you, you make yourself out to be a liar. Okay, that's all right because. Because all right, because you, you you picked up a quarterback who it ain't about loyalty now. You know that, right? Well, I'm just saying, I'm just saying that you picked up a quarterback that's you know one of one of the best of all time. And so, if you can get a Peyton Manning, then definitely you got to bring him in because he, I mean, he can make your team a lot better. So, but and then that doesn't mean that Tebow doesn't have a chance. This means that Tebow can learn from somebody like that, and maybe when uh, Peyton Manning is. Down the road, he can take over his reins if he can learn how to throw the ball, uh, you know, and watch uh, Peyton at his craft. I think it'd be outstanding for him. Yeah, I know you don't believe that, do you? Well, you know, here's 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 my thought. Come on, Terry. You know, I I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Terry. I knew. Well, here's the deal. If no, Tebow doesn't have a chance to start if Peyton Manning is in Denver. That that would just that's gone by the wayside for Tebow. Now, how is he gonna respond to that? Well, I think he's gonna respond great. I think he would lay down willingly, give nobody any problems and say, I wanna learn all I can from this guy because I want to be great. That's just Tebow's way. That's his mentality, because he's a great guy and he would do that. Me, I'm thinking, I'm going there to take that job away from Peyton Manning. Okay, how are you going to sit me down and I took you all to the Super or to the uh, playoffs last year? There's no way that that's going to happen. So is his competitiveness going to, you know, kick in, or is he just going to be the student? I don't know. Yeah, I think that's a good uh, question. You know, I think I agree with you. His personality would be, and this is because of his beliefs that he would be humbly, you know. Uh, Learn from Peyton Manning, but there's also another aspect too. Is that you know Jacksonville really, really wants Tebow. They've already said that, and so 
would he say, well, you know, send me to somebody like Jacksonville who wants my services and will give me an opportunity to be the starter going into next season? Will he say that? I don't know. But, uh, you know, it will be interesting to see how he reacts uh, as it relates to a signing of a Peyton Manning with the Broncos. But, you know, I think he might end up going to Tennessee. But they've also got to understand, too, how many years are they going to get out of Peyton Manning? Are they going to get three years? Are they going to get two? Are they, is he going to finish the season? That's Gary, that's any player, though. Am I right? Gary, huh? am I right? What's that? That's going to be any player. I mean, you, you don't know what's going to get out of that person. Well, I know that that offensive line for the Broncos is not the best offensive line. <laughs> and so Peyton Manning getting hit. Now, one thing about Peyton Manning, he's so uh, experienced, and he can release the ball really fast. So, I mean, that's going to help be part of the protection of himself is him, you know, making a decision on where he's going to throw the ball and getting the ball out. But he see he but the thing about it, his receiving core at the Broncos is not that good. Okay. Well, if they get Peyton, I'm sure they're gonna bring in some people for him, right? I don't know. How? I mean, How? Well, they gonna be able to afford to after paying him? Who? Who they gonna bring well, in? Well, That's the best. You know, the best ones. Free agents already signed. So well, they need someone to stretch the field, and they. I mean, I guess Thomas can stretch the field a little bit, but I mean, I'm not. I think Decker's a number three receiver. Personally, and Thomas is maybe a number two. I don't think they have a number one receiver. So let me ask you this question before we run out of time, you guys: Is it fair to Tebow that if they bring Payman in that he don't start? I mean, like Galen said, Galen hit on a little bit. You know, they promised him the starting job. Is that fair? When when you when you look at it as the aspect of what it is now as a business, yeah, it's fair. It's more than fair. But if, if you're a moral person. If if I was if 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 it's a if it's a moral issue, then Peyton Manning never would have left Indianapolis. So yeah, it's fair if you ask me. Well, I mean, if you want to win as an organization, and you want to put the people in there who gives you the best opportunity to win. Of course, if you can sign a Manning, he's going to give you the best opportunity to win. You know, on definitely on paper, and just you know, I mean, he's a good guy, uh, very. Uh, Business oriented and 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 knows how to run a team. So you know you got to let him play if you sign him. You know. See, see, Terry, you came right off. See, I got messed with Galen. You came right off. Say, hey, business like you know, but Galen still won't protect Tebow. You know. No, I, I'm not protecting Tebow. I told you that if you sign Peyton Manning, you got to place Peyton Manning. So you know you don't, you're not going to pay Peyton Manning millions upon millions of dollars to go sit on the bench. Yeah. Well, not, not only that, but Peyton, <laughs> Peyton Manning is gonna—he's gonna be your best chance of winning. Oh yeah, I mean, he's a better. He's a, we, we can just say it, Galen. Oh I, yeah, definitely. He's a better quarterback <laughs> than Tebow. Oh yeah, I, I have no—I have Galen no problem saying that. that. <laughs> I have no problem saying that he's a better quarterback than Tebow. So that's the best chance to win. Yeah, and, and yeah. Yeah, definitely. But, I mean, the the question was, is it fair to Tebow? No, it's not. When you tell him one thing and you do another, then that's that's a lie. Because that means that you that you lied to him. John Elway lied to him saying that he was going to be the starter going into next year. That's a lie. But, but Galen, then, just like you said, it's yourself. I mean, we've got to understand it's a business. It's not not about morals, it's not about right and wrong, and it's not about telling the truth and lying. Because, like I said, Indianapolis, I would have retired Peyton Manning in a Colts uniform if it wasn't about business. That's my opinion. And that's why I think they should have did. 
But, but it's a business, but if it's a business, then you don't tell nobody that they're started going in the next year. You just say that you'll be able to compete. But if they couldn't foresee this coming. They, they didn't know this. They're going to look for a quarterback. They already said that in the draft or so. You just say you'll be there to compete for whoever we have in camp. Mm-hmm. You don't say you're the starter going in the next year. Well, guys, we got a uh, minute. We only got a minute left. But next week, I, I know it's going to be interesting. Peyton Manning will be with Denver, and we're going to see what Tebow has to say about So, you know, you'll be in the hot seat. We'll be all over you, so you might as well get ready. Yeah, hey, I'm ready. <laughs> so, uh, another week, we'll have Terry back from vacation. Yeah, uh, I miss the week. I'm ready to do now. another hour, love. We can't get another hour. <laughs> <laughs> the light, Terry. I mean, Galen up. <laughs> All right, see you guys next week. All right, All right take care. See you, bye That's going to do it for this week's edition of Loving That Sports Talk. But don't worry, James Loving will be back next week, Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get ready to love more sports talk then. And keep in touch with James all week at lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. 